Hello everybody, it's me Ross and welcome back to another edition of the Attractive Girls Talk podcast on Kings of Anglia. And well, last week, if you heard, Katie has left me. I'm on my Todd, um, but we wish all the best. I'm sure she'll come back as a special guest in the future. But so I've had to make a new signing for the podcast. I had to have a co-host, can't just talk by myself throughout this podcast. So I'm joined by the one and only Blue Wilson, the town woman skipper. Blue, thank you very much for joining me. First of all, um, let's talk about our trip to Devon. Um, but before that, welcome to the show. How's it feel to be the new signing for Tractor Girls Talk? Yeah, great. Thank you very much for having me. I feel honoured um, and try to fill Katie's footsteps. Um, but yeah, no, can't wait to chat all about um, the success we're having at the minute. And yeah, a few behind the scenes, maybe, if you're lucky. Yeah, that's always what we like to see on this, people kind of curtain. and I always do that. I always talk about what food I'm eating, what's happened, what stupid thing I've done. Um, let's talk about this six-hour journey down to Devon. Um, good news, we won. Um, clean sheet, 10 wins out of 10, 5-0 win. Um, but let's quickly talk about the journey down to Devon on Saturday morning. I wasn't there. I, was, I travelled down on Friday because I hate getting the coach because it's long. But um, let's talk about your journey. Um and what's your go-to? Are you a playlist listener? Are you a movie listener? Or are you sociable, actually, and talk to teammates? Yeah, so we we left Playford Road. So we left the training ground at 7.30 on Saturday morning um, so that we could watch the men's game. Um, so, yeah, I got at, got on at Playford and we had a few pickups for other players. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was a really long journey. I'm not going to lie. Um, the first... I, I like to do it in stages. I like to break it up a little bit. So the first three hours, I did sort of sleep because um, my social social battery at that time probably isn't isn't there um, but yeah after that bit of chat bit of music um, I think the way back was the way back was okay because there was some football on so we got that on uh, lots of chat about the game everyone's on high because it was a good performance um, but yeah I like to break it up um, bit of sleep because it does the journey does go quicker um, but we had to stop off to get some food and stuff so it, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be actually um, yeah, I, I think it helps that we got the win too. Definitely. And um, Kieran said to me that Joe said, I didn't believe how far this was. It looks actually not that far on the map, but when you are doing the journey, it's just, it's just are we there yet? Is always going to be yeah. asked. Are we there yeah. yet? I'm not, I'm not sure what map Joe was looking at, but um, <laughs> but yeah, Plymouth, I've never been to Plymouth. Um, so we had a bit of a walk around on the Sunday morning before the game. It's, it's really nice, actually. Um really nice place but it's just so far from everything so far yeah. from everything um but yeah no, it was nice to walk around the city a bit uh we didn't get lost which was a bonus um but yeah we just saw Plymouth Hoe pretty windy but um yeah it was worth it was worth the trip nice place definitely and um as you said we got the win um unfortunately the men on Saturday didn't get the win and as you said you girls were there watching the game um so you had an opportunity to do a bit of scouting on the pitch, you know, different positions and all that sort of stuff. But um, going into the game against Plymouth, uh, they're a side who only won one in their six games, a 5-0 win. Um, let's talk about the first half. Only one goal. Paige Pete got the goal. Um, what's your assessment of the first half? And um, it was a bit cagey, but we were, of course, dominant, but we just couldn't find those those killer goals straight away. Yeah, first half, bit bit scrappy, a bit, I'd like, to see the team play a bit cleaner um but we kind of always I always knew sitting on the bench we were like it's, it's going to click it's just a matter of when 
Um, and obviously when it did click in the second half, we played some really good football. Um, slight sort of different personnel, which maybe affected things, but um, we have that every week and everyone seems to put in a good performance. Um, I wouldn't say there was a bad performance there on Sunday. Um, so, yeah, no, it was, it was nice to see in the second half. Uh, I mean, I wasn't in the first time, uh, the first half team talk, um, but I'm sure it was it was much about let's just keep going, keep keep working, keep trying to do the things we are trying because eventually, when the quality is there, you see what happens. We score four goals, um, but yeah, you can always rely on Page Peak to score from the penalty spot, so we're lucky to have that. Um, but yeah, I think we have. I, I like to do predictions before the game. I ask a few people. Few people refuse to do it. I think um, Jack, our psych support, I was like, Jack, what's your prediction? Um, I went with 4-0. He said, I think we'll get more than four goals. I think Paige Peak will score from the penalty. And I think we'll be 1-0 at half time. So he got it. He got it spot on. Yeah, that is some next level psychic knowledge. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it, it was a good game. It was a good performance. And I think we all came off it with a high. Definitely. One thing I loved about the game um, was that there was five different goal scorers. And that's what I love about this team. A1, you know, gets goals. It's not just one, you know, we're just relying on, you know, Tash or relying on just another striker. We're relying on everyone around the pitch. Uh, what's your pick of the goals then? What's your favourite out of the five? You know, there's two penalties. So they, they're sort of, is what it is, yeah. penalty spot. But what's your pick of the bunch? Pick of the bunch, Maddie Biggs, only because mm. I'm a big Caroline Weir fan. And if you watch, there's a, I think it was against United actually, it's City v United, and she, outside the box she just chips the keeper. But the technique is unbelievable. And Maddie Biggs was sort of touching, and that I was like, oh my god. Um, so I'll have to go with that one. Um, but yeah, there were some good goals. I think the penalty, the second penalty, which Lucy O'Brien slotted, um, we were sort of debating on the bench. Oh, is Paige gonna? Because Lucy O'Brien won it. Is Paige gonna give it to her? Is Paige? Is it going to happen? And she did. To be fair to her, she did. Um, and of course, Lucy O'Brien scores it. Uh, she's a great player. So, yeah, Maddie Biggs for me. What about you? What was your pick? I'll, I'll probably have to be the same. I think definitely uh, Maddie. She scored some really good goals. I was sort of a bit annoyed of her last week. She had two opportunities to score, like some really good chances. But she came off the bench today. And just like Tash, she came off the bench. You know, we had Zoe Barrett and um, Sarah Brazera Carrera. <laughs> uh, I think I said it right uh, but both youngsters playing up front and then you know Maddie and Tash comes on and, and scores um, but no I think five decent goals um, and it keeps our goal difference up because Southampton they were running away with it weren't they with nine nils and seven nils and all that stuff, sort of stuff and it's good that we've got another clean sheet um, I just want to quickly talk about um, celebrations on this podcast I always talk about my photography because I get frustrated when celebrations don't come my way. And they all went that way, all went over there. Uh, I know they were talking about knee slides. I think EK was going to do a knee slide, but unfortunately she didn't go on the score sheet. Um, the weather as well was a bit of a, a bit of a worry, at, you know, during the, was it the warm-ups where it decided to absolute yeah. tropical rainstorm. And yeah. then I think during the game it rained as well. But what's um, you've got to give a shout-out to the fans as well, you know, the oh, fans who travelled. I think there's about 600 like fans in the stadium, but... Let's let's talk about them quickly. Oh, the fans. It's unbelievable. I was sitting on the bench sort of watching everyone warm up and then I see all the banners coming out, the balloons. I'm like, oh my God, these fans are crazy. They're absolutely mental, but they love it. Um, and we're, we're so grateful for them. Um, I mean, Plymouth is a long, long way. 
and that's for us who who are playing the game. Um, so yeah, it was amazing to see so many too. Um, yeah, I, I I was sort of shocked by how many fans we had in Plymouth. I was like, I had to sort of take a breath. I was like, have you seen how many people we've got here? Um, but yeah, no, we're so, as a team, we're so grateful for them because they they do they do have an impact on us definitely. And I think it's always nice to have an EK fist pump at the end and yeah. have some fans to do it too. Um, but yeah, unbelievable from them, unbelievable. Um, what, what do you think of Home Park Stadium? I've been there before myself, but you know yourself just being in the, watching the men's game on Saturday and Sunday. Um, I'm sure the girls, as I said, were loving being playing at a, a football league stadium. But you know, for yourself, what was that like? Yeah, nice, nice pitch. Um, yeah, it was good to be. It's good to be in a men's stadium or uh, the club stadium. Um, I think it always. I mean, it's elevated the attendance, which I think is always good. Um, but yeah, so it's a nice pitch. There's another one to add to the list that I've been at. Um, hopefully, we'll play at. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's sort of it, you. You see that, and you think, oh, I wonder if we can get on a Portman Road, which I'm sure the opportunity will come. Um, but we've got to earn it, and hopefully, hopefully, we can do that for our fans, like they have done for theirs. Um, but yeah, we'll have to see what comes in the future. Yeah. I saw you um, with the ball a little bit in the warm up. You and Peskett and Anna doing little, little, you know, little touches. Yeah, you had to do. I shouldn't. I shouldn't have been doing that. I don't think. <laughs> but I just get. I just get too tempted. Um, I'm gonna be a long time out. So, I mean, if I'm not in pain, then surely it's fine. But yeah, I know I had to have a little kick around. I was like, oh, and I'm just gonna score goals just so I can say that I've scored a goal here. Yeah. Um, so we all did that, um, and then we went back to the bench where we belong. But yeah, <laughs> bit of fun um, behind the physio's back. But you, you have to do these things. Definitely. And uh, one thing as well was a big thing um, at Plymouth. You know, when the balloons came and then they were going into the goal, and they were going, "Way!" Yeah. Of course, players. Of course, that would be annoying for a goalkeeper if it's. Remember, you know, the the massive Liverpool moment. Liverpool, Sunderland. Darren mm-hmm. Ben hits the balloon. You know, I know you're a Liverpool fan, so I'm sure that was not a a thing that you like to to talk about. Um, but any any other notes should we talk about from the Plymouth game, or should we move on to the next section? I think no overall just a really good weekend really enjoyed it I think it helped us as a team gel a bit more um and yeah we're, we're, we're ready for the test against Southampton um prepared for a big few weeks actually um given we're going away to them in the league after um after the FA Cup so yeah it's it's, it's a big few weeks but we also recognize I think we all sort of came together with like 10 out of 10 it sounds good Sounds very good, and we're at the top at the minute. Um, and we'll we'll be doing everything we can to stay there. Um, but yeah, ten out of ten. I think there was a lot of happy faces. Um, but yeah, we're 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 ready to work again. Um, yeah, big big next few weeks up until Christmas, and we'll see where we are. Definitely end up. I actually want to quickly mention Kyra. You know, two assists on on Sunday. Um, she did. I think I first her interview with Kieran, and you know, bless her. I think she just came out of the shower. She had a wet hair, but I thought she spoke really well. I think, come on, Kieran. Um, but I'm sure you had to rush off, get on the coach, and of course do the long journey home. But um, I thought she spoke really well. Yeah, she was definitely straight out of the shower. I think I saw. I didn't watch the interview, but I saw the first few seconds, and um, I saw that she had wet hair. I was like, oh god, uh, bless her. But yeah, no, she's been playing unbelievably. I think. She's been so good the past few weeks um, and sort of popped up from the academy and really sort of solidified her place in the in the first team squad now. And I think we can really rely on her. I mean, I'm not sure I've ever seen her lose a 50-50. 
Um, it, it just doesn't happen. Um, but yeah, very good player. Um, I think will be really important for us moving forward, especially now that I'm out. Um, and with Laffy moving from left back to centre back to wherever she wants to play. Um, so yeah, it's, it's great squad depth. But I think, she, yeah, she did really well. Really well. Definitely. And um, that sort of segues into um, yourself and your injury. Um, of course, the worst news possible for yourself. You know, you, of course, got that injury against Crawley Wasps. Originally, great goal, by the way. I still watch it back now. Great finish. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me yeah, too. Oh, yeah. Have to do. Has to be done. Have to be done. Knee slide and all that. Um, let's quickly talk about the original injury first. Um I remember taking pictures of you on the bench. I'm sure at that stage you're thinking, oh no, what is this? And then, of course, you got the news. It wasn't as bad as first thought. But what was your thinking process then? And, you know, did you think your season was over at that point as well? I think at that point I thought it was um, because I'd heard a, a crack in my knee at the time and then pain. And you, instantly as a player you think, is that is that the ACL crack or pop or whatever it is? So I thought at that time I was sitting on the bench, not in a happy state. And I was like, oh, my God, please, 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 please don't let this be my ACL. Um, yeah, so I went to a and straight after and they cleared my ACL and they cleared a lot of the cruciate ligaments. and was They were like, oh, well, we think it's probably meniscus, but don't think it's that bad because your range of movement's really good. Um, so that was kind of a positive Um I didn't have an MRI uh, because my symptoms didn't present enough to have an MRI at that time. Um, so after that, it was kind of like a positive. I was it's a bit stiff, but I felt felt okay after one week. So I went back to training, uh, rehab, and stuff like that for a few more weeks. But obviously, it wasn't it wasn't okay. Um, a few weeks after that, I think it was five maybe in my first sort of training game back um, about. I think it was probably, I think it was two minutes in. Um, I've just twisted and done the same thing this time, a bit more painful. Um, I think at that point I was like, I didn't think ACL because um, it had never been mentioned. Um, I thought meniscus. I was like, that was my worst case scenario. I was like, oh, this is bad. This is really bad. But I think it's probably meniscus. Maybe I'll have done a bit of Googling. Maybe I'll have six months out with a, with a surgery. Um, but yeah, uh, then, then it all sort of, came crashing down um but yeah it's it's one of those things hindsight is a great thing and I think going forwards even if I had to have a headache I'll have an MRI because it's just it's so scary um but what can you do what can you do it's football it happens so often um but yeah I'm gutted I'm gutted still am um but the surgery's soon less those two weeks two weeks so that's a positive. Um, I'm sure there'll be ups and downs, but on the mend, on the mend. Definitely. And of course, I know you know everyone at the club will be there to support you. I know everyone is, you know, just gutted, just like you, that you're going to be out for the season. And, you know, like like Emma, Emma Wallace, you know, she she had it twice. Um, I'm sure you'll get support from other people who have had that, that sort of injuries. I'm sure the club are going to help you out as well. Um, well, there's, there's no words to really say, really. It's just it's gutting. It is just gutting, isn't it? And, you know, you, of course, will be there supporting the girls on and, you know, hopefully going to be joining me on the podcast to talk about this season going ahead. Um, you still are skip in our, in our minds. I know Bonnie's <laughs> going to be having that armband and she's going to lead that team on, but it's going to be one of those things. And I want to quickly talk about your, your career as a whole so far. Um, 
and talk about your, your journey to Richard's Town. Of course, you're at Man City beforehand, but did you always like to, to play football when you were a kid? And who, who got you into football? Yeah, so I, I started playing football at school, at primary school, um, because everyone played, like everyone played, uh, break times or whatever, lunch times. Um, so I probably started when I was playing at school around like year, year three. I don't know what age that is, but not not too not too early, if that makes sense. But yeah, I think my dad's always said that I was always kicking a ball around in the garden and he's probably the one who got got me into it as well as my head teacher. Um, and then it got a bit more serious when I was 11. Um, I'm sad to say that I did have my youth career at Norwich, but I'm, I'm, I'm over on the good side now. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I spent a few years at Norwich um, and sort of worked my way through that um, and then decided that I kind of needed to make the step if I wanted to get to the next level um so I had a bit of time with Essex uh under 16s at the time Joe was coaching them so that's the sort of connection um but I was traveling quite a long time because I was still living in North Norfolk but playing for Essex so it's about two and a half hours trek so I'm used to the travel um so yeah and then after that obviously went to City um amazing opportunity um but I'm so glad to be at Ipswich like there is there's no place I'd rather be um, and it was a it was a big decision coming back to East Region, but one that I'm it's probably one of my best decisions today. I think, given what we've achieved and where we are now, um, it's a, it's such a great club. Um, so I'm very lucky to be here. I think. And um, we've we've spoken about different things, you know, behind the scenes and stuff, you know, just one on one sometimes. But I want to quickly just talk about, um, you know, what was your reaction? I know this is two years ago when we you know, got Man City in the FA Cup, you know, what was your reaction? Because you knew straight away, everyone's going to be talking about, yeah, Blue taking on my former <laughs> side. Um, I know we lost the game, but what was that experience like for you playing your former club? It was really weird because on yeah. the drive there, when we nearly got to the Academy Stadium, I was like, we were driving past the tram I used to get on to go in every day to college or whatever. And like, it's, it's so, because the amount of games I watched at the Academy Stadium is, is a lot. And I was like, oh, my God, it's like it's the strangest thing that never in a million years that I think this year I'd be back here playing against Man City for it. So it's just the strangest thing, strangest thing. But I think when when it got drawn, I had so many messages come through. So many messages. My mum was like, oh, my God, Blue, this is like what are the chances? Because the chances are ridiculous. Um, I, I reckon I was in shock for about a week. Couldn't sleep. I was like, what, what is going on? This doesn't happen. This isn't real life. Um, but yeah, it's, the experience of it was was good, I'd say, for the first 45 minutes. And then yeah. I'm looking at the clock at 60 minutes and we were a few down. And I was like, oh, I want this game to end. But they, the full team of internationals, um, I thought we did. We did okay in the first half. We did what we could. We tried our best. Um, but I, I, I secretly hope we get a big team this season, the FA Cup, and we progress because it's always good fun. Um, hopefully at Felixstowe as well to pack it out. Great atmosphere. Um, I don't know what who would who would your pick be if you had to pick one of the big teams to have at Felixstowe? Yeah, look. Obviously, you know Man City. You know, let's get our revenge against them. Let's yeah. go and beat them in our place. Oh, you only beat us because we had to travel up to Manchester <laughs> yeah. to come here. Go at Gold Star. All that atmosphere. Um, you know, the big dogs. You know, Arsenal, Chelsea. Um, Man United, I know that is one team Joe for the academy set up is never beaten for the under 21s mm -hmm. is Man United. But um, if we get Man United here, it's just a big name, isn't it? Um, 
who else is there? I'm trying to think. Everton will be another, you know, good one. I think. Um, I think you've got to think. Oh, do we actually want to progress? Do we want to win? Yeah. Um, maybe if we beat, we could possibly beat a team like Everton or maybe something like that. Um, but no, that will be a good thing this year. We haven't needed to worry about the qualifying rounds. We're now, of course, in the first round against MK Dons. Um, so we're we're closer than normal than normally yeah. we are. We normally have to go through, yeah, I think three qualifying rounds, oh, which yeah. is just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, that's what makes it more special that FA Cup run because we had yeah. to play at least like six games before we even played Man City. Um, but I want to talk about quickly um, the the players who played for Man City that day. You know. Horton was playing, you know, in defence. But you know, your, your battles in that midfield and any any memories from that? Well, I remember I remember in the warm up seeing them set up, and I said to Joe, George Stanway's playing centre back. Joe, he's on what? And you see them, you see them line up doing their headers, and she was in the back four. And obviously, she, I mean, she has played all over the place since then. Um, but uh, Akira Walsh, I was a massive fan of her. Massive fan of her at City. Um, yeah, so good on the ball um, in possession. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, we played against Lauren Hemp, who's setting the world alight at the minute. Um, she, claim to fame, she didn't score. Um, me and Peskett still say that to each other because I was down that side helping Peskett out. Um, but yeah, a lot of a lot of international talent, which you just thought, Jesus Christ, these players are top, top level. And it was good to see and be on the pitch with and see where, okay, if we want to do this, this is where we need to get to. Um, I think that was a, a real sort of learning curve for us. Um, but yeah, some unbelievable players. And I managed to grab Ellen White after the game. My younger sister's a massive fan. So I was like, oh my, Ellen, please, can you come over to my sister and have a photo? She's like, yeah, yeah, sure. Just after the team talk, I'll come over. And sure enough, she did, um, which I was very grateful for. Uh, but yeah, a good, a really good experience. It's a shame about the result, is but um, you can't when you when you put th- when you put them on paper, it's it's sort of a result that we deserve given where we were, especially how young we were. Um, oh. Yeah, it's scary. Yeah, it's scary the average yeah. age of that squad. It's scary, um, but yeah, good experience. Good experience. Something that we'll all we'll remember. And again, a lot of fans there, which was amazing in Manchester. Um, but yeah, let's hope for a rerun this season. A bit of excitement, a few away trips, and then a big team at Felixstowe, please. I think definitely. And yeah, as you said, you know, the, all of you girls were so young. You know, some of you are still 16, 17 years of age, and you know, now all of you have grown into. Well, you were fantastic footballers then, but now you've all grown. You know, you've grown up now a little bit more, and you're all now professional. We've got contracts, and that's what we're going to talk about next. And I remember going into this summer excited. Now, finally in tier three, tier three, and all that sort of stuff. Um, we finally got there after the, the two years, the eighteen months of you know the COVID pandemic, everything like that. Um, let's talk about you know your pro deal. Um, Pesca was the first one, but when you got it, I'm sure you were. You're buzzing. Uh, what was your reaction when, when Joe told you you were going to get it? Yeah, obviously very, very happy. Um, I think, yeah, it's it's crazy to think you can be paid to play football. I, th- I think especially for me, I just thought, I just always loved the game, but I wanted to get to the top, but the, the money wasn't ever a thing for me. I just loved the game. So it's it's crazy to see where where it's come from and the steps the club has taken to get us there and hopefully it's only the start um I think we all we all want to believe that we can go further and further 
um and that is the dream but yeah no it's it's an amazing feeling um and yeah I, I, it's it's strange because you to pay to play football it doesn't it doesn't seem right um but yeah very grateful um and hopefully next season if we do manage to get promotion um it'll become it'll become more of a a squad thing um but yeah it's it's been a, a massive massive step forward for the east region as well as Ipswich I think definitely and of course you know you've gone more full-time in training you know you're now doing it three times a week um what has that been like I know unfortunately now with your injury you won't be part of that going forward but of course you'll still be around but what was that like that the early stages I'm sure that you know the players have been enjoying that as well been able to have a lot of good training sessions four to six o'clock as well so you're not getting home at mm. midnight or whatever I know some players still get home a little bit late still because yeah. they, they live far away still but um I'm sure that was one bonus it's four o'clock to six so you get home somewhat early yeah I think uh, I Joe was Joe was really for it and I said I said to him at the end of last season that might be really difficult for people who are working because a lot of us do work luckily my employer is flexible um, so it works fine but yeah that was a great move I now get home and you don't like what used to be light it's not light anymore but um, you can actually have an evening and that's so nice and I think it's improved training as well actually I think the girls enjoy it a lot more um, and everyone gets home early they're so good so good a bit warmer as well um, so yeah that was a good move and I think it has helped us actually I think it really has um, yeah I yeah and of course, this summer you got a dobby double whammy. Um, you got the pro deal, and then you got the skippership. Um, of course, Amanda retired, um, and there was, that was that that was voided there, where we didn't have a skipper. And well, Blue Wilson, you got the name for it, Richard Town Blue, um, and you got the captaincy. What once again? I'm you've spoken about this already um, to different people, but once again, what was your reaction? I'm sure that you're delighted that your your teammates voted you to be the skipper for this year. Yeah, um, yeah. I think there was a few of us that put ourselves forward, and I sort of was debating in my head. You know, is this is this the season? Because I didn't feel ready last season. Obviously, Amanda was there, um, and Eva's Eva's been a great captain. Um, I was like, is this the season that I sort of step up and have a go? Um, I felt really good in preseason, probably best best I have, and I was playing the best football of my life, which is why this injury comes at a difficult time. But um, yeah, is I was like, yeah, you know what? Why not? Let's do it. Bit of a challenge, bit of outside my comfort zone a little bit. Um, and then yeah, a lot of people waited for me, which I was a bit not surprised by, but you don't you don't expect it. Um, which was really nice. So it got announced at training, and then I did do a little speech, um, which I think Kieran recorded at some point. So that might surface, which I'm not sure how I feel about. Um, but yeah, no, it's. Yeah, it's, it's a great feeling. It's a shame that I can't be on the pitch to be that captain on the pitch because a lot of a lot of the way I lead is through hard work and running after the ball and chasing it down and being the engine of the team. But I'm sure I'm going to do everything I can to help players off the pitch as well as during during the game, whether it's half time, drinks, breaks or whatever, doing everything I can there. But I think Bonnie's a great captain too um a lot of experience a lot of experience and a good player um so I think she'll do a great job um and yeah it's, it's one of those things it's one of those things the season was set up to be an amazing season and this injury has hit that little bit um but what can you do what can you do I think we're still in a great position 
um, to go on and win this division. Um, I don't doubt for that, that for one minute. Um, but yeah, so it's one of those things we can't we can't help. But yeah, I'm going to lead off the pitch 100%. Um, Joe still involves me in lots of chats. Get to know a bit of the team before the before the Sunday, which is quite is quite cool. Um, but yeah. And you, you know, you mentioned Bonnie. And how good has Bonnie and Sarah been? You know, I know that they probably hate the word experience because that means they, they're that old. Or I remember joking to them. I know they listen to the podcast as well. But how good experience wise they've, they've brought to the side? And I'm sure with your absent as skipper, Bonnie will come in there as as that skipper now um, and, and lead the team. Um, but how good has Bonnie? By the way, I'm a big fan. She's a fantastic player. Um, but you know, how how important has that been for all the other players as well, having their experience head to to lead the team? Yeah, crucial. I think yep. at the end of last season, I was looking at the squad and thinking, yeah, we've got a lot of talent here, a lot of talent, a lot of young players. But actually, are we missing? Are we missing some experience, some sort of level heads? Um, and that's exactly what Joe recruited. So it's a perfect, perfect two. I think. I mean, Sarah as a keeper, I'm sure she's listening. But um, yeah, I don't think I've played with a best keeper. It's so calm, and you just you just trust her. You really trust her. Um, I think there was, a, there was a moment against Bridgewater in the final few minutes and they've shot and the, the shot's taken a bit longer than she thought it would. I, was like, I asked her after the game, I was like, why did, it, why did you take so long to just catch that ball? All of us on the bench nearly had heart attacks because you just sort of, she's like, am I going to get it? Am I going to get it? Yeah, yeah, I'll get it. But she's that type of, she's so in control, but it always sort of plays with it. Um, and then Bonnie, um, yeah. I think we all know she's a great player. I think we all know that. Um, played at the top level like Sarah. Um, and a great signing for us in the midfield, um, along with people like EK, who are still young. Um, you've got Kyra, Lucy O'Brien coming through. Obviously, you've got Laugh. Um, so, yeah, a lot of, I think, a real sort of sta stable, stable player to have around those players. And obviously now captains on the pitch um so yeah two two huge signings huge signings i'm going to test your um your memory here can you remember you know your first team talk as captain for the hounslow game you know the first league game you know with that captain's armband you know going to the referees and picking your sides can you can you remember what you were saying i know i'm really testing your memories here <laughs> yes i can remember i think i was a bit nervous for it because it was the yeah. first one but um when i've done them previously i, I keep things very simple I think if you get too for me if you get too emotional it's you then lose the message so I like to keep things simple and have two or three key points related related to the game and just make sure we've nailed those but I think the key message for me was enjoy it because we there's a I think there's a correlation when we don't enjoy the football we're playing we don't play good football it's like guys there's no pressure if we play well if we play well we play well but we can't we can't force that we just have to keep doing the basics correctly and eventually it will come and if it doesn't come we've done everything we can um and yeah again the the message i always end with is work hard you everyone works hard no matter what if we're losing whatever if you're not playing well as long as you're working hard i don't care if you misplace a pass i don't care as long as you run back like as long as that that attitude to get to get back or to press the ball or whatever's there i couldn't care less if you misplaced a pass or miss an open goal um, so yeah, I think that I think that was the main sort of message. But yeah, I, I like to keep it clear with a few points, not because the amount you don't listen at that point. You're right. You're just ready to play, and everyone was up for it because it was first game of the season. 
us for a long time. I think that was it. I haven't been in a Bonnie team talk, but I'd be interested. I might ask a few of the girls what that's like um, yeah. to get a bit of intel on what she's doing. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting. Interesting to see. Yeah, we'll find out next week then. That, that will be uh, next week's um, big big feature is what does Bonnie say in the team talk. Yes. We won't give away yes. too much because we don't want to, just in case there is other clubs listening to this podcast yeah, and all going to find out. But yeah, just the, the good things. Um, well, let's talk about this weekend then. Uh, we've got a break from league action, um, 10 wins out of 10. Uh, we have the next round of the Fornal Cup and it's against our old foes, Southampton, of course, who are battling us in, in our league. Um, nice little break away. We beat London Bees in the first round or the qualifying round for this competition in the previous round, 1-0. Uh, Southampton, this will be our first game against them. We played them in pre-season, um, of course, at St Mary's, which is great. Of course, that was pre-season. It was a weird trade. It was pre-season at the end of last season to yeah. just have a few games for this season. Anyway, um, they're at the Gold Star Grounds. They're doing really well in their league this season. They're unbeaten, just like us. Um, what do you reckon we can expect from this game? My honest answer is I don't know, because yeah. I think it, it could go so many ways in terms of, do you play your best team? Do you play your regulars? Do you play young players? Do you switch up your formation? Do you What do you do and what does Southampton do? Because obviously we've got that league game two weeks after. So do you show all your cards or do you keep a few to your chest? Or, uh, yeah, as soon as the draw came out, I was like, oh my God, Joe's not going to sleep thinking about this. Yeah. But I'm, I'm not sure. What would you do? What would you do leading up to this? So you've got a league game and then two weeks later you're playing them in the in the league. What, like, do you, do you mix up your team? Do you, I don't know, switch up the formation so they don't know? I, I don't know. What, what would your... What would your sort of style, not not players-wise, but would you switch up the formation? Oh, well, of course, we, we switched up to the formation on Sunday against Plymouth, didn't we? Um, playing, playing the Diamonds. Um, once again, it depends if we've got players available. You know, it's, it's one of those things and it's a cup competition. Do you give a few players you need an opportunity just to play? Um, it's, a, it's a hard one, isn't it? And of course, Southampton, their game got postponed against Bridgewater. So they're, they're, they're fresher. You know, we yeah. had that long journey, you know, to Devon. That that takes out a lot out of a lot of people. I'm sure for yourself, it took a lot out of you, even just, you know, just watching as well. And, you know, you, you know you're getting ready for a big surgery. I'm sure that still knocked you out sideways at that 12-hour journey. Um, but, yes, yeah, an interesting one, really. It's our first sort of look at Southampton. Um, we won't know if they're going to play strong. You, you just you just don't know. I'm sure both managers, Joe and um, Southampton's manager, they they will be watching our footage. They'll be talking about their our formation. We'll be talking about their formation. It's it's a tricky one, really. In a way, we'd, we'd rather play them in the league first, and then you, yeah. of course you, you, we would know. And then the cup game, it's like okay, we'll, we'll rest a few players. Yeah, yeah. We know what they're all about. Um, but it's just it's one of those things which is makes it more exciting. And I'm yeah. sure fans can't wait for it. On you know, it's it's, it's in a cup game as well. It's gonna be it's gonna be very intriguing. Yeah, I'll I'll be very interested to see what Joe puts out. Actually, I've had a few sort of ideas thrown at me, um, but what what he decides, I'll be very interested. I don't think you can predict what he's gonna do, um, and also Southampton, what what they're gonna do. They haven't played for I think it's three weeks now. Yeah. So do they need to run out the regulars to make sure they've got match fitness for? when they do players in the league. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be a real sort of game of chess, I think. Um, and then also mental test after that, because 
if we lose, do we then think going into league game, oh my God, we lost against these guys. But if we win, do we then think, oh, we can beat them? And then it's, it's a real sort of mental mental game, I think. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see on Sunday. It'll be really interesting and hopefully a big crowd. Definitely, you know, last last home game we got 395, which is which is fantastic against Bridgewater. Um, Southampton, of course, is the team that they're a, a name in our league. Of course, that there are rivals up there, so you'd think more fans would be coming out. Uh, of course, it's the FA Cup weekend for the men. They're playing on a Saturday at home, so an opportunity for you know for fans to watch both games. I'm looking at Southampton's fixtures, and as you said, they haven't had a game for three weeks. The last game was against Kingsham, nine nil win. So they've they've had a long break. Um, which probably helps them, but then also maybe not help them because they're maybe not going to be, I know they're going to be training and everything like that. Do you think that does affect players sometimes when you haven't played for a while? Maybe. I think the rest is good, but then on the on the flip side of that, is too much rest not good? I'm sure they've been training hard um, given the, the next few weeks. I think we've both got difficult run-ins to Christmas, playing some tough teams. Um, but yeah, I, I have no doubt they'll be very ready. Um, but it might be that, I don't know, on the pitch sometimes, if you haven't played together for a while in a, in a match scenario, some things don't click. But then other times I've played and you haven't played in ages and it's so flowing. So it's it's a real sort of strange one. You couldn't, you couldn't predict it. Um, but yeah, I can't, I can't wait to sit on the bench and sort of analyse the game and see how it unfolds, uh, whatever the result, um, because it is, it is the two at the top clashing. Um, so it should be a really good game. Well, definitely indeed. And um, well, Blue, it has been a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Your first episode and uh, a good debut, I have to say. Very good debut. Thank you. Um, Thank you. I'll take it. Well, yeah. Katie, if you are listening, I'm sorry to say new co-host is, is on fire. Um, but no, it's going to be exciting this Sunday. Um, make sure to come down. Everyone who's listening, if, you, if you're free, come down, support the girls. It's going to be one hell of a game in the Fournal Cup first round. Um, will we have a cup run as well, as well as the league? Of course, we've got the FA Cup game against MK Dons, which will be at the Stadium MK the following week. Um, if you haven't already, follow us on Kings of Anglia on all the socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the other ones, YouTube, whatever there is. Um, we'll be back next week to talk about the big Southampton games and all the other bits and bobs that happen throughout the week. Um, if you haven't already, subscribe um, to all your podcast places, Audio Boom. Apple, Android, all the other bits and bobs. I hope you've enjoyed another edition of the Tractor Girls Talk podcast. Blue, one more thing. What is your favourite colour? Is it blue? Yeah, it has to be. It has to be. Yeah. Pay for Ipswich, it has to be blue. That's <laughs> blue. There we go. Bye bye for all. From true crime to football, Brexit to football. For more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash
Channel slash art.